Welcome back to Cosmic Brilliance. And hopefully most of you have watched part one or listened to podcasts of this new miniseries. Today's show is subtitled Eight Children's Superpowers in One Family. Wow. This series is designed to progress towards the unveiling of a remarkable resurrection of historical significance that will both astound you and open doors to heal your soul's ancestral lineages across time and space. And I'm so happy to have Elsa Dillon back again for part two. Thank you, Elsa. Thank you. Appreciate you being back. (laughs) Elsa is a mother of eight children, all in one family, who have managed to remember who they are as souls and managed to maintain the fullness of their abilities as galactic humans, if you will. Elsa and her husband are successful photographers and videographers for the world's rich and famous. And when she met her soul-connected husband, Richard, they both became fully dedicated to co-creating a family that exemplifies and would allow soul recall from a very young age, each child's soul memory of who they are in their parallel past lives, understanding their oversoul and who that is, and their mission now in this incarnation. Due to the present cosmic cycles and assistance from our extended star families, we are finding it easier to remember the truth of our cosmic brilliance and beingness. So may this show and mini series encourage you as well to joyfully step forward, following the prompting sent to you by your oversoul so you can fulfill your purpose and live a fulfilled life. So... Welcome back, Elsa. We're going to be talking about your children and their remarkable abilities today. Thank you for having us again. It's fun. (laughs) (laughs) I have so much fun with you. Now, in part one, you shared not only your mission and super abilities, but your husband Richard's mission and a few of his abilities. So for this show, we are going to share your enlightened children's abilities And first, I think I would like to hear from you how generally they are perceived by others, because so many people on this planet are used to feeling ostracized by others and hiding out their true abilities and and just afraid of peer pressure. So how are your children, for the most part, received, do you find? Oh, our children and the family are different. We we, we realise we're different as, as a group. Um, we do have a, a presence when we uh, attend things uh, just because of the sheer size of the family. But we also um, are a very close family as well, so that's, that, that shows. Really realise how different we are until we talk to someone like yourself, <laughs> how different all the kids' talents are and what they see. And, and we realise that other people are not doing that. And then then we realise that, that we're different yeah. and, and we're tapping into something different. Uh, yet we're the same. We're, we're humans. We're flesh and blood. We breathe. <laughs> we eat. Uh, but... Um, we are doing these things and others, some others are not doing them. 
or having discomfort or disease and uh, it, it, you can choose that if you wish to but we, we don't choose that mm-hmm. and we want to share that that is a possibility for people, making the possibles possible. And so the kids, the kids are great. They, uh, we, we, we wanted the kids to come through as uh, we call them clean skins, as in not have all our overlays on them, our fears and our worries. So we worked on it. Richard and I worked on ourselves before the kids came through. As each child came through, they came through my porthole. <laughs> <laughs> literally that's great <laughs> um and as I had each child I took on a lot of their personality well it makes sense that you all feel normal to yourself because this is going to be the new normal uh, a lot of people think the new normal is going back to their programmed limited selves and you are examples of what I feel is how we are truly meant to be once we are free from programming. And of course, you living in Australia and homeschooling and those kind of things uh, allow the children to be less affected by that. So before we get into each child and their abilities, what I want you to do is I'm going to name a term of a super ability. And if you would just briefly describe it so that we don't lose anyone when we say these terms, if they haven't heard that before. So let's start with telepathy. Uh, telepathy, we uh, speak with each other. We can speak also to um, other beings that are um, present around other people that they don't even know about. We can speak to um, their pain body. We can speak to their inner child. We can speak to their ancestors. uh, Or we have had um, a few people where we've actually spoken to their ET encounters. Um, So telepathy for us isn't just telepathy like right now. Um, Telepathy, uh, we can go either way um, I'm going to use the word past and present and future we can do telepathy there, there is no time on it so um, it, then it comes back to the moment collecting again so telepathy isn't held in just this space it's um, dimensional yeah I think that's the best way for me to describe it because <laughs> yes. Um, and telepathy, folks, is where you're not using your words, even though you can do telepathy and words at the same time, uh, which is what I do when I'm working with animals, for instance, because animals, as you know, are very telepathic. And so most living beings are all telepathic, which means they re- they can receive what you're thinking, feeling, sensing, and you can have a conversation. And so what you're saying, Elsa, is that with is normal without using your mouth. Yeah, it comes back to the um, it's uh, frequency. So you're just tapping into a frequency and then you understand that code in that frequency. And then it just comes through as it it comes through as a feeling. So uh, one thing that is really important with the telepathy is making sure that we're in a good space 
better, we're not angry, we're not tired. Because sometimes when you're interpreting, when you're having telepathy and you're run down, which happens to all of us, uh, you you interpret the codes differently. <laughs> ah, it's important. It's important to be like you know how they say have your chakras in line, have be in balance, uh, be hydrated, have enough salt. Because uh, when the the atoms or DNA or codes in your body, if they're not functioning properly. <laughs> It's just like a car. If it's not functioning properly, it will misfire. It will have problems. So it will have problems interpreting the telepathy message. So it's important that uh, when we receive messages from others or through others that we're in a good space. Well, codes can be left uh, in sacred places or places that you've been and you can go back and collect those codes or expand those codes because uh, when you were in that um, time, so going back in time, you might have not had the knowledge that you have now. So you can go back and recollect, <laughs> remember that code back then at that frequency. So it's um, expanding telepathy, what we're talking about. So it's uh, making it, you got telepathy as we know it, or the term telepathy here. And now we're going and making, we're expanding the telepathy. It's kind of fun. It's cool. That is fun. It is fun. It is fun. It's almost beyond words. It's hard to describe, right? It's just, uh, it just happens. Yes, it does just happen. As as our DNA and as our abilities open up. Yeah. And and a lot of the time, um, a lot of the moments when, when we are, with someone and the telepathy starts to come through it will it it will it's like it sucks it sucks you or pulls you or pushes you to where the information needs to be collected it draws you so it's it's just reading the sign reading the signs reading the codes reading the frequencies and yeah it sounds really complicated but it happens really fast it's not something that you know an example of this that comes to me is the crop circles that appeared everywhere i yes. love all through england especially all along the ley lines and most uh, of our listeners will know what those are and they were meant to be uh decoding and to on a subconscious level to most people would you agree with that i i love crop circles <laughs> and um, we exactly what you just said um the crop circles so you have uh, the crop circles where they've been and the crop circles in the past as well. And we've had many healing. We've had many important messages from crop, crop circles. Um, some people say that um, the crop circles have been overlaid to hide the energy underneath. And that's fine too, because it doesn't matter because you once you can read the codes, you, you'll see where it is. You know where the presents are. You know where the gifts are. And you, and you know how to find the clues and it just becomes quick. We'll get into that when we have the series of you, uh, the part of you in this series of you talking about healing and, and all of that and how you clear land. So, um, okay, let's go to channeling. Channeling. Um, channeling was interesting because I've been doing it all along uh, and a lot of people might find it. If they're sensitive, they're channeling. And 
um, channeling can be, uh, if you don't know that you're doing it, can be upsetting because you, you're feeling all these people's emotions and uh, it, it can be tough. But then you realise what's going on. So once you know that you're channeling, then you go, who am I channeling? Am I channeling that person? Am I channeling, am I channeling their story? Am I channeling their oversoul? Am I channeling their past lives? Um, and the, the universe or the frequencies, they just have this way of presenting what you need to know at that moment, at that moment. And they don't give you preludes. They don't give you um, build-up music or <laughs> anything like that. It just happens and you just got to be ready for it and alert for it and then and then and then you collect it you collect it and 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 when when you hear that term uh be in your presence be in your presence means there's all these gifts around you all the time there's gifts when you talk to someone there's gifts in the water there's gifts when you take a step on that ground how do you know what those crystals are under the ground what are those energies coming up through your feet so there's gifts everywhere and you just have to be able to pick up on them and be light enough to pick up on them but if you're heavy and you've got deadlines and you've got this to do and that to do it's very hard to see those presents because you're so busy. We've taught the kids to, to see those presents. Yeah. But they, they, under, they understand these gifts, but they, um, they know in their hearts that everyone has these gifts. Mm-hmm. They're just not using them, that's all. They've just got it turned off a little bit. <laughs> Well, you either come in agreeing for those to be open at a certain time, right? Or you're kind of shut off a lot. And then usually it's a near-death experience, an emergency, having your back against the wall that will open that up. Or some never open that up because it's not their agreement in this life or who knows. So, but um, as, as creator beings, we have to know something exists for us to play with it more, you know, for us to focus on it, to develop it. I think, you know, like you had, yeah. you told your children, Oh, Hey, there's presence in all these things. Let's go have fun and treasure hunt. <laughs> so, okay. What about precognition, which is seeing generally, we talk about that into the future, right? What's something's yeah. going to happen right ahead of time. Well, we have one daughter who is very, Pre-cognition. Um, uh, we have another daughter who uh, she'll see into her dreams, and her, her dreams will uh, present in the future. Um, yeah, each one, each child has a different flavor. Each person in the family and the member, but we so it's seeing into the future. But also, <laughs> this is where it gets interesting: seeing into the future to go into your past. Yes. How do you explain that one? What word is that? I know. <laughs> In our dictionary is that word? Because I don't know. Uh, which then comes back to there is no, there's no time. Yes. The future, the future yeah. past now, you yeah. know, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. Most people are still trying to get their head around that, but it's it's a lovely concept to work with and very powerful. 
But it's very real as well. I mean, one of the films that I had when I was growing up that I loved was Back to the Future. Now, that says it in in the title, right? Yes. Me too. I bought all those books that had that. (laughs) It was just a track. Back to the Future. Like, it's, Uh yeah, so. It's easier. I think it's easiest just to say at first that it's all simultaneous, kind of happening at the same time. And then you know, work from there a little bit. So yeah. uh, now retrocognition, quote, seeing in the past, right? Or yeah. is retro means retrocognition. Yeah. Uh, so what point am I seeing in the past? So this is where I ask the kids, are you seeing in the past from your oversong? Are you seeing in the past from a being that you're channeling? Are you seeing in the past of someone else's life that you're around? Um, or are you seeing something that you in the past that needs to be healed? Like what's the purpose of it? Like who are you seeing it through? What is the purpose of it? So by being able to ask out loud those questions helps us narrow down the purpose or the or the gift of that. So it's like dissecting. It's like putting the puzzle together. Yeah. Not to mention it's kind of a form of retrocognition, I guess, to, I mean, for lack of a better way of explaining it, is to access your past lives. Yeah. In yeah. a way too. And But are you, is it the past life here in Gaia or is it a past life on another plane? Or so uh, because if you get the if you get it confused, the message is very confusing. So uh, it's important to find out where the frequency code is coming from. So and and how do you do that? Is it so natural for you that you just go boom 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 and track to it really fast, or do you? get clues along the way or is are there colors to watch or um for it, it is it is really fast um the kids are really fast too uh I, I don't know if I developed it naturally over over my life I I, I don't actually have answers for that um but I, I it keeps coming back to um being uh, clean, as in yes, my chakras in line. You know, uh, the um, I'm getting enough water. If I don't have all the mechanics working properly, I, I, I the messages are slower. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, and and it, and then it actually feel. I have to say, I do feel heavier. Things feel slower, and sometimes it's meant to feel slower, especially if there's a. Uh, galactic kind of energy coming in or beings are in a, a porthole hole or um you always see the Schumann resonance rise up sometimes you're meant to go down like a wave go heavier yeah. so that you can download it and you you go into a lull state stage or a, a suspended stage so you're downloading it and then you have to rest because if you fight it and then try to channel or try and be telepathic telepathic or anything in those things that's when the mixed messages come through okay that's really cool hold that thought okay i've never heard anyone say um you download 
by yeah. <laughs> lowering your frequency and then stabilizing at that frequency that matches, then receiving the data, which are subconscious and we're, we can do at warp speed, but it doesn't mean it's been interpreted by the brain until we get used to working more of the brain and let yourself rest after that and then process yeah. it. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, the best way um, I like how Richard describes it is like um, you're putting a new program in the computer. So the computer goes, I need to go and sleep, (laughs) download, and then you see the little timer and sometimes it goes really fast and sometimes it can go a day. Uh, Yeah. That's kind of interesting. I never thought of it that way. It's really cool. That makes sense. It, it helps us uh, if anyone in the family is getting down. We just say, oh, maybe you just need to go and rest in the sun and or, or just lie flat on the ground. Lying flat on the ground is a big one for us, being lying on the ground. On the earth, uh, right? Yeah. 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 Standing in water or a drinking water, um, they're, they're things that will help bring that in. It's important to know that that's happening because if you fight that and you, then you have arguments with the other people around you because you're, you're fighting it. But if you know that it's happening, then it brings peace again and it brings a truce. And I love that how you explained that in part one where so many fights or arguments and relationships is a clashing of frequencies. Yeah. You know? It's very yeah. interesting to observe it that way from a higher perspective. I appreciate that. You could say um, in a relationship, uh, I really love this person. I love them, but we argue all the time. And then if you work out that something's jolting their frequency or jolting theirs, where there would be power lines above you or mm. uh, you're not meant to be sleeping in that room or you have to change the bed around or there's something in the bedroom that's setting it off like and then it's just like these little twigs and then you have a harmonious life together it's it's amazing yeah well and of course people also are getting project or projecting onto them and getting emotionally triggered also by each other too so there's so many levels to look at this what about psychokinesis or telekinesis where you move objects Throw objects, move objects with your mind. Uh, okay, so I will uh, visualize something to happen and then it will appear. Pops in. <laughs> but might not appear straight away. So I can't, I, I haven't been able to make something move in front of me, but I can. Um, ask something to present the the girls can do that with um other beings they can make uh, things present um so is that moving something or is that calling something in Ooh, i love that yeah yeah soldier programs and stuff they call psychic abilities psionic abilities and they say one of the rarest is to be able to teleport but also to, they have to train very hard to move objects or throw objects, you know, but I love, I love the easier concepts 
which of course the brain struggles so much for most of us with trying to figure out, but it's, if we can just bring forward uh, like an openness and bring forward our natural abilities of which 90% are probably subconscious in a way, turn those on, (laughs) you know, and the ways we do that are like you say, with clean living, we're going to have a whole um, part and series on that. It, it, is almost like, okay, it's like cherry picking. It's like, okay, this is what I want in my reality. And so it creates in your reality. Yeah. The the, the, the trick with that one is, is uh, if you have an ex- expectation on it, so then you put tie me on it. Oh. Um, you put the time on it. You're attached uh, to it. Yeah, then it creates uh, disappointment, and then the whole thing's gone. It's you've just melted it, basically. <laughs> it's like the whole frequency fragments in front of you. Whereas if you um, put it out there, and I have heard, um, I think Abraham Hicks might mention, where she they put it out there and then they let it go. Yes, yeah, you you let it go exactly. Yeah, so I trust that it will be so. Yeah, but at the little girls and and the big girls, but mainly the little girls, they will put things out there and they will appear pretty much really quickly. So they, they're, they're fast at it. That's but great. They, so they're not getting in their own way. They're not getting in their own way. And they kind of, so they call it witches. They don't call it the big words. Yeah, <laughs> that's cute. I yeah, like they that say, better. They say witches and they'll say, you did a wish. You did a wish. It's uh, yeah. so. But is that moving objects? Uh, to us, it is. Mm-hmm. But and I don't. It's a parent it's not, from one plane to another. Yeah. Right. right. They're talking. What about within? They're talking kind of within the same plane where you can move an object with your mind. That's what they're practicing within the same reality. Yeah. But. I, I, I guess we probably don't do that because um, we like the cosmos to unfold before us. Oh, so no, we, that's a beautiful way of saying it. Yeah. So we believe that everything has energy. So the cup, the bottle, and if the cup falls over without me moving it, I go, all right, well, what's, who's, who's here? <laughs> Yeah. What do you want? Which one's talking now? Uh-huh. Or if the lights turn off or something breaks, then we will go into finding out who, who, what energy, who is the energy, or is it just a an energy that wants to be acknowledged? So is it is it is it uh, here to uh, remind us of what we can do? Mm-hmm. Or even a thought we were just thinking, and it can act as an exclamation mark. Correct. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. And like people, we're, yeah, people will be hearing these stories going, that happens to me all the time. And now through that expansion, they are remembering who they are. Yes. Yes. Beautiful. Okay. So I don't know what to call, uh, call this ability, but we could call it phase shifting invisibility 
like the Sasquatches do, which we'll talk about sometime where they move in and out of third to fourth density or disappearing in the body or returning to the body. And I believe you shared with me very briefly in one of our pre-talks, a wonder, well, I think it's an amazing thing that happened with uh, Gigi. Uh, do you want to tell that story when you were in the kitchen? Uh, we're actually in the office. Oh, awesome. I was in the and she walked into the office. Uh, it was after quite a big uh, ET experience two days prior. So I felt that it had something to do with that. Anyway, she walked into the office. As, as she walked into the office, uh, she fell to the ground. Um, and the way I would describe that is if you had a coat hanger holding clothes and then the clothes just fell to the ground and her the body weight went uh, went from really heavy to really light. Uh, she actually did hurt her back and her head and made a dent in two walls. <laughs> so when she fell, it was really heavy. Um, so they really wanted it to be a physical experience for her. Um, this is where they get kind of funny because uh, Gigi said to me, why did this happen in the office? And I said they wanted to be off your face, meaning, <laughs> and she said, are you really seriously telling me this? And I said, yeah. And she said, so what's happened? And she had gone up in a craft and they had to shut her, they had to shut her 3D-ness down because the 3D couldn't handle what they were about to give her, the frequency. That's exactly so, what I was getting as you were talking. She collects the frequency up there then comes back. I had to ask her to come back into her body. Wow. Yeah. So which is quite, so I've got this going on and mum going on, going, oh, my, she's just hit her head. She's made a huge dent in the wall. Oh. Like, do I interrupt? What do I do? So I call her back. I said, Gigi, Gigi, she came back. She did not look like Gigi. Her face looked different. And uh, whenever you see someone that's had, uh, think it's a stroke or cerebral palsy where their face has dropped on one side that's kind of how Judy looked her, all her it was like all her body yeah like her body muscles had forgotten who Gigi was so they didn't know what shape to form wow <laughs> I know right so I, I had to say it was okay the the words that came when you started this was <laughs> this is my sense of humor bad teleportation adjustment that's before you even got into like <laughs> teleportation adjustment. Yeah. Go. Got like, go ahead. Gigi's got lots of swear words for the what happened. <laughs> she could say the same thing with swear words involved. Yeah, yeah. She wasn't yeah. impressed. She wasn't impressed because she exactly. It's like sloppy. Yeah, it was. She felt it was sloppy, but uh, then I helped her through it and explained it to her. But when she fell. And she ha they had to shut her off quickly because yep. it would have caused her body, 3D body personal harm, dis-ease. And there was obviously an important message from this being to get through to Gigi for the highest good of all. And wow. that, that, how do they get, how do they get through our 3Dness? How do they get through? It's sometimes they just have to do it the way they do it. Yeah. But we can't take offense office offense off face 
Yeah. So she's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Did she remember what was so important to? Yeah. She was gone a while. Again, she wasn't gone as long as 10 years, but she said she was felt like she was gone like six months uh, of worth of, worth, six months worth of, yeah. And she started drawing quite a different way after that as well. She had another edge to her, uh, which was we found really interesting. Um, but it took her two or three days. Again, the download phase, she had to shut down and go into that computer fray, fray phase of absorbing it all in in her, her all the body. data and the information yeah. it's almost like she brought in another aspect of her being or something yeah yeah the higher yeah. aspect yeah but yeah. that was sloppy that was a little dangerous well we could we, we could call it sloppy but then she had to do it with me in the room as well yeah because she, she was outside she could have fallen anywhere and she had to fall so that I could see the mother could see she was okay so they so in that way, I was thinking, well, they're actually doing it with compassion because they want to make sure that she is looked after, that someone will pull her through. And it was really important, obviously, for yeah. reasons, but maybe she's still uncovering all those reasons, you know, yeah. that's pretty drastic. It's a wild yeah. story. Okay. So what about astral travel? A lot of humans have done that when they're sleeping and there's all kinds of rules around it. It's considered dangerous, but I imagine that your family just does it as a normal thing all the time. Yes. Yeah. They, uh, they all have different ways of doing it. Um, but yeah, the astral travel is uh, a big one um, in different forms too. Uh, um, if I'm in a regress, I'll go, sometimes I can go back as a ghost. I can go back as an old. Yeah, I know. Right? When you say go back, what are we talking about? If I go back in regresses, um, I can be oh, different. regressions. Okay. Yeah, sorry, regressions. Okay, so folks, she's talking about hypnotic regressions, right? Yeah. But okay. in okay. So in the astral plane, when I'm going in as when I'm moving in astral planes, you can take different forms as well. So you could go as an orb or a ghost, or, or an animal, or, or, or just like smoke. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah it, so you're taking your astral body while your physical body is sleeping. Uh, are you, is it true that you're connected by the silver cord that goes between the astral body and the body? So if anything ha- happens to, ast- to the physical body, uh, you're alerted and jammed back down into your body? Have you ever yeah. seen- a lot of the time, I personally have the jolt where I yeah. come back in and it's like a <laughs> and yeah. I wake up and I uh, I think Gigi does the same. We have Jet who sleeps with his eyes open, so wow. he can he does all his stuff with his eyes open. So we have to go and close his eyes because <laughs> it's freaky. Well, he also will get dry eyes maybe too. Yeah. Yeah. You have to blink a lot to keep. Yeah, it's um, wow. Yeah. That we that they can uh, when um, two of them have astro travel, but they take their bodies with them. So I've had to say go back to bed uh, to the body that's asleep. Wait, so would that be actual actual 
teleportation if you're taking a body with you? Are you creating an astral double? I mean, there's so many ways we can go into this. So yeah. probably it's shouldn't get too tricky, complicated. Right? Yeah. It, gets, it gets tricky because I don't know. I don't want to complicate it with the labels. Is your family usually doing that at night while they're sleeping, which is the most common time? Or do they do yeah. it? All- Richard can probably do it. Yeah. It will. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Show off. No. <laughs> I know. It's annoying. <laughs> <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. What about remote viewing? Oh, that, that's, uh, um, that's a big one. Yeah. I think yep. that's a skill that's probably one of the, in some ways, the easiest to acquire by people. There's schools for, you know, offered for civilians and stuff to do that. Yeah. And, and again, again, with the remote viewing, it comes back to similar to meditation. It's going into a peaceful place and allowing and then the allowing it with with intention, allowing with intention, and then it comes through. And uh, being able to do it while you're sitting down, lying down, and then doing it while you're walking, doing it while you're doing the dishes, doing it while you're doing your hair, doing it in the mirror, and then you and you play with it. That's it, how you know where all your kids are. I know. <laughs> now that's in funny. That's funny because. Our, does that verge on spying <laughs> well our kids always say um don't you you're gonna say that to mom she's gonna know you're lying it's not gonna work they go go on you tell mom what you think and you, we because they'll test me on it and uh and they I go uh-uh or Richard will do the same he goes uh-uh uh-uh because you, you, we know we just do we know or we'll let them finish their story because it's entertaining and then we'll go, no. <laughs> Especially if because they have part Irish in them. Yeah. <laughs> we're, we're great storytellers, usually slightly exaggerate. <laughs> and usually funny. It's always funny. <laughs> it is always funny. Okay, so what about clairvoyance, which is clear seeing? Uh, seeing beyond what most people can have trained themselves to see. Yeah, yeah. Um, so clairvoyance, we just checking through each family member. Yeah, they all do it. Yep. We all do it. Yeah. And clairaudience, which is really fun because you have all kinds of animals and everything. And that is clear hearing. And that would also involve telepathy in a certain way, correct? That you're, that you're hearing. Yes. Uh, so describe that, that the children can do with nature and all of that. Well, we can be inside the house and we'll hear a call of a bird and we will know what the, that bird's saying. But is that just us understanding the language of that bird? So it, it clear audience to me is just clear audio. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I just, we just understand it. That's all. That's what to us. So... Again, it comes back to we don't class that as a gift. We just go, we understand that because we understand the frequency of that bird's call. So yes. um, so I can be asleep in my room and hear a call outside and I can tell Richard that there's a python 
on the north side of the house over there and he'll go you're asleep how did you know that I said well I can hear them and he goes well are they awake or are they what are you hearing the bird I said no I can hear the snake Mm. how do you hear a snake Mm -hmm. yeah well unless you have wolf hearing which some do by certain genetics we think, okay, we got to learn the other person's language. Like, oh, I'm learning Italian or I'm learning French. And the only way to communicate is English, you know, something like that. You uh, are taking it to the next step up, which all advanced beings, all most of them do, which is hearing, seeing, knowing, accessing through frequencies. Everything is frequencies is the common thing. And like the quote we did in the previous show left by Tesla, you will not understand the universe if you do not understand frequencies and vibrations and energy. So that's the common language. And then that's a whole nother story, right? Tower of Babel, all that, but where we downstepped and got dumber and then all that. So you have been able to recall I mean, to understand what a bird's saying or to understand what a tree's saying or to understand all of these things is a common language. Mm-hmm. And for right now, we call that the ability telepathically to access and decode the frequency. Yes. Would you yeah. say that's fair? How yes. I know this is like the answer is probably unlimited. How many frequencies do you think there are? So every time. So, oh, we're doing an action or an act or an acknowledgement, but we're creating expansion. So we're creating frequencies all the time. Wow. Wow. And of course that goes out to the whole quantum field. Yeah. And, and that's, I imagine that's the way we also learn from each other is through this interconnected quantum field. Right. Yeah. Wow. And to think that someone once told, oh, I think it was Bashar on on, uh, TV. He said, we jump 96,000 times a second. So so if you think about the capacity we have, and that I still feel that we're, a lot of people are doing it, but we're so unconscious of it, you know? Mm -hmm. And I think that in third density, even though most of us have moved out of third density, I think in third density, it's it's almost an oxymoron or would be so hard to do, for instance, to have immediate access to all your lifetimes and how you died would be overwhelming. It will literally blow your mind. Yeah. Yeah. It's painful. It, that we have been warned by beings that uh, some beings are not meant to be spoken with with certain people. So, of course, we will allow people to connect with beings through us and um they will they'll know they will resonate with beings and then they won't <laughs> and there's a reason that there's a block there because they've got to they've got to catch up their frequency first so that it doesn't hurt them because nobody wants to be hurt the beings don't want us to be hurt so, so it goes the one of the reasons that we keep st- emphasizing to raise your frequencies through joy and good things and good food and all that is because when you raise your frequencies 
you are more capable, generally speaking, of more life in the truest sense of the word. Yeah. Well, the, the atoms in your body cannot hold the information. The, 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 so you need those endorphins running around in you. But if those endorphins aren't vibrating and they're dull and heavy, they can't hold the frequency. It just doesn't go anywhere. It just slides off. It, just, it, it oh, becomes that's waste. That's fascinating. It becomes waste in your body. And, and then that, it, that opens up a whole other can of worms, pun intended, right? Yeah. What shuts that off? Hmm. So wow. Okay. <laughs> just, <laughs> this is really fun. Okay. So that, then we have clairsentience. And a lot of people see that as being empathic and so many come so many have a difficult time here because they came in empathic and they said oh my god you know I feel what everyone's feel I can't differentiate that from myself and I have to go you know sequester myself and no one trains them in how to deal with this so so Clairsentience means to you, what does clairsentience mean? Well, it means clear sensing to me. Okay. So, clear sensing, yeah. So, for uh, while I was probably um, from puberty to about 17, I would have, well, actually, probably even a little bit older, um, just before Richard, I would have extreme, uh, like a train station in my head noise. Um, which would cause a bit of pressure here on my ear. Mm-hmm. Um, and that was all those frequencies. You know how you said, how many are there? That was all the frequencies trying to get in. They're trying to get in. Wow. But I didn't know what to do with them, so it caused this train station sort of pain. I would also have the same feeling when I would lie in the sun through my eyelids, the sun would come and it would cause the same noise but through light, which I completely did not understand. Wow, the photonic so, energy, yeah. Yeah, so but now I go, when I feel that feeling come through, um, I, I just go, it's, I, I go like I go like that sort of thing, I, I, not physically but in my I head race. I go like that. A race, and then I go, which one? And then I grab one, and then the pain goes instantly. The other time that feeling comes through is when I'm feeling sorry for myself. Mm. And, and then I get annoyed because I'm like, okay, all right. And so I have a cry or um, a meltdown, <laughs> and, let, and then the pain gets more intense, and, and then I can hear them basically saying to me, have you had enough? of that now yeah, you had enough or you want to stay there a bit the longer. Pity party <laughs> yeah the pity party oh. and, and then I'm like okay and then I'm like enough yeah it goes like but I'm not doing that with my hands but yeah. I'm giving the example yeah. enough yeah but I'm saying enough to my story of Elsa you know it's enough you don't need to do that anymore so I'm turning off an emotion just like that I'm turning yes. off pain just like that Mm-hmm. Well, that applies to everything then. So this is where you share this story and people then get a, a, a spark or a, a trigger in them and they'll go, I can do this. If she can do it, I can do it. Yes. 
Yes, that's so that's so important. I've done the thing where um, because I tend to be a little bossy, I command it to stop. It's like just this stop kind mm-hmm. of thing, you know, um, in a certain way. And it will stop and pain will stop. But I also um, look first to see why it presented itself. Yeah. What's the reason that it's here? Yeah. So because because sometimes you'll ask it to stop and it goes, uh-uh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. All right. I get it. Yep. Yep. Okay. So, and then uh, two more clear cognizance, which I think of as clear knowing. So it's almost like uh, someone who says, I don't really see things or do things or blah, 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 but I have that immediate kind of knowing of. Yeah, that's just Richard all over. What's clear cognizance? Oh. We should rename him that. <laughs> Claire Cox is it? I know. Just, well, you know, when someone knows, he knows. He just knows. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it's And it is annoying as a wife sometimes that he knows, he knows. But he also knows when I know. <laughs> and I know say, that you know that he knows. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> and you're like, no. well, I'm going to pretend I don't know for a minute while I take your head off. <laughs> Well, my my uh, my cute answer always to it is, "Well, you married me, so." <laughs> there, oh, there, bring it back to him. Yeah, there you go. You married me. You made a choice. <laughs> and I think perhaps uh, knowing it, immediate knowing is a more seamless way of incorporating so many of these terms we've talked about. It's just oh, I love that. that's yes, what I'm sensing. I think that's kind of how I work more than all these other things. I'm like, well, it's not really that. It's not really that. It's more like just, you know, yeah. and I guess you could call that a deep intuition too. Does it feel right? Do you, you know, so I think all this stuff is just, you're getting stuff, you know, at warp speed and then like that. I love that because that that's what it felt like. It felt like all that noise, all that airport noise traffic in my head went seamless. Yeah, it just went into seamless. And then it all becomes one. So even though um, all these names of all these different things, to, to us it's seamless. It, it just comes all together uh, and it, it just becomes what you do, who you are. It's it doesn't even have a label anymore because you're just doing it. It's, it yeah. is, I love that word, seamless. Yeah. It's like That's seamless. It almost now the seamless is the, the end result, but the initial one, when I'm, what I'm seeing or imagining is it, coll- everything collapses hmm. into a coherent harmonic frequency reality. That's yeah. Kind of- well, the other thing uh, we say is that um, we so you're collapsing time; it becomes seamless. You cl- it all collapses in together, and then uh, then it goes and then it goes out from there, which is then expansion. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so uh, uh, it it goes into the seamless, then it goes to black, and then the light comes in. And, wow. and yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Um, last one. Ergo, uh-huh. I didn't even know this term. Ergokinesis, which is electrical, affecting electrical things. Oh, that's ginger. Ginger all 
but ginger, because ginger came through me as a conduit, um, I, I went through all the electrical. But because she's such an electrical being in our family, we all go through electrics with her on in some way or another. Um, and uh, it's communicating through the electrics. Is that the term for what you have you? Yes. Well, are, are affecting electrical. And almost everyone who's been aboard craft or has contacts or things like that, you know, like I can't wear watches easily. The batteries stop, uh, you know, things like that, you know. Yeah. You have well, different- I, I have um, when I hold iPhones, the time changes on, but everyone says, how can you change an iPhone time? And I don't mean to change it, but it just does. So mine's never in line with all the other iPhones. How does that work? <laughs> I know that's so cool. All right, folks. So that uh, takes us through every possible uh, super ability definition that gets tossed around, and we may not uh, know the full meaning of so that we're clear. And so, um, and many people have been exposed to the Marvel movies, which, of course, uh, talk about these, you know, all these abilities. What I love about your family is that um, the metaphysical connection and abilities are considered by all the children as a natural instinct, just like breathing is to them. And I believe that that is our future. That's how it is for us as beings. And we have to remember that. I thought that was so beautiful. And um, so let's go to... Start with your oldest girl, Gemma, who's 20 Gemma. years old. Gemma foresees the future a lot. Uh, from, a, from a little age, she can see the future. She draws the future. Um, she uh, is a very definite child, always definite child. She came through on a full moon and uh, she's she does jewelry, silver jewelry. So her her grandfather, her Egyptian grandfather, was a jewelist, and she just picked up jewelry. Her name is Gem. She uh, studies crystals, um, so she loves crystals, loves them, talks to them, uh, asks them questions. Uh, she heals animals and has great a deep understanding with animals. So she will retrain animals she will uh she's learned taught herself how to ride like um american indians bareback so run alongside the horse and then jump on the horse um she's taught the horses to uh with arabic type training where they lie them on the ground and meditate with them and yeah it's quite amazing to watch all self-taught all self-taught because these aren't things I can do with horses. These are things they've self-taught themselves. Um, so they have an inner passion, which we support. Uh, it Again, when we support our children, some of these things they do can be quite scary because they're little with big horses. You know, these horses, when they fall down, they fall down big or go to lie down. So, And they're little when they're doing these things. But because they have a way and they are aware of their environment and the horse and they're communicating with the horse, we have complete uh, support for them and, and, and trust that they will have a great outcome because of 
uh, where they started from yes. when they're doing it. Yeah, because people will go, oh, you're being irresponsible parents. And we go, yes, if they weren't where they were in that space. But they, they are in that space. They do all this stuff. They are very capable. And so we, we allow them to do these things. Um, you respect the power of their souls. Yes. Really, yeah. Really just, yeah. Yeah. We're allowing them to be them, but we also are there to guide and protect. But we, we step out the way because um, uh, we did not want to be parents that stepped in the way. We wanted to step out the way, let them do it, and then coach maybe or guide or a little niggle here, a little niggle there, but let them be them. And she is now swinging her sword around and grounding it in the earth and she's bringing it into earth now. It's not, it's not about the fight. It's about compassion and love and it's really, it's beautiful. Um, and and she's had to deal with so many issues in herself to deal with that warrior within. Oh, it's yeah. tough being a warrior. It is. Yes. Yes. With other people, it's tough being a warrior for her. They don't but, know what to do with themselves. I work with a lot of warriors. and They don't know what to do with themselves if they don't have a cause. Yes. So, there's a, um, you know, the, the hero's journey is another huge program. It's mm-hmm. actually a program, but it's another huge program that affects the consciousness here and it's how they get everyone to sign up for military and, you know, to be the hero and stuff. So it's, it's like, it's tricky to find a new place to put all that energy into, you know? Yeah. Well, I'm going to share those words with her because I know that they will help her knowing, knowing the mission. And uh, so little Gemma, was our first very uh, dominant Gemma, which we love about her. Uh, we went to uh, school fate. So in the earlier years, our children went to school and we were at the school fate or the fair and parents came up to us and said, have you seen the portraits? Now all the children were, were told to draw portraits of their family and then the parents would go and buy the portraits back. So the parents are coming up to to Richard and I. Uh, we had just had our we just had our number six child, Jerry. So she was I was wearing her. She was like probably two months. We're at the fair, and these parents kept saying to us, "You've got to see the portrait." And we were, okay, so we went to see the portrait. Gemma had drawn the family, so the six children and us. And then she drew two beings up on a cloud. And I went, they're like ETs. I said, Gemma, who are they? And she said, they're waiting. I said, who are they waiting for? They're waiting for you. And they're waiting and they're really, really annoying. Let me tell you, they're so annoying that they're waiting. And I said, but who are they? And she said, you know who they are. And then she, she ran off and I was like, Gemma, come back. <laughs> wow. Well, so we're, showing, was... we're showing this portrait up now as we speak. Uh, and uh, you can see the portal. There's a circle, little portal. And then you see two beings that are ET souls. So they're waiting to be born, right? 
And that's your two next kids that she had predicted. Is that correct? And she still says they're really annoying. (laughs) 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 So That's an an amazing story, but it's cute. Okay, now you have next Jack, who's 19 years old. So Jack is um, very passionate. He's lovely. He's everyone loves Jack's energy. He's just so fun to be with. He's a great surfer. Jack has a uh um we've only just come to know what the term is uh on his last injury, but it's it's called hyperflexibility where um they dislocate easily and it's classed as a disease. Uh it actually has a disease. It has one of those alphabet disease names. We were brought to our attention by the acupuncture. He told us about it. But he's also said, do you research on it? Because a lot of these people that have this genetics are the ultimate athletes. They become super beings. And I just loved hearing him say that because. Beautiful. Yeah. Really, because uh, if they can channel their energy into all their muscles, they become super the way that they can move. So uh, with Jack, um, he's dislocated quite a few times, um, once in his shoulder as a baby, and the big one was his knee where it, it completely comes out. Most people with what happened to him would go into surgery, but he learned to heal it himself. And he did that through sound healing and through crystals. Mm-hmm. His, his sisters all helped him. They all, and they all uh, fed him herbs and he healed it uh, without the, any operations. So Wonderful. It's yeah. like tuning forks and everything. That is yeah. so wonderful. Okay. And um, what about Gigi, 18 years old? Uh, Gigi's great. Gigi's very shy. She's a stunning girl. Very shy, uh, excellent surfer. And she has drawn the most amazing things. Gigi is an excellent surfer. Like, just so graceful to watch. She dances on the board. They have uh, dolphins around them. They have huge sharks come underneath them. They make eye contact with all the creatures that they meet, uh, flying fish, turtles. And I, I always ask them, what was it like? What was the eye contact like? She's had uh, dolphins surf with her on waves. Um, so because their frequency is so excited and loving, I'm, I'm sure it just draws them in. And even the sharks that go underneath them, they're just curious. They're not hungry. They're yes. curious. And it's it's nice to hear. Uh, with um, Gigi, she has taught herself astronomy, but she wasn't happy with what she was getting with astronomy, so she went to the ancient astronomy and mythology, and she we bought her tools to use with astrology, but she decided to use her hands like the ancient ones. So she'll go out and map with her hands. So it's beautiful. And she knows all the names, but not not only she knows the names, but she'll know the mythology names as well. So and she'll 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 help tell stories to the girls when they're out watching the stars. It's so pretty. And they're so cute. And 
and and how they talk to the stars like they're friends. It's really it's really nice. It's a nice way. Stars? Are you talking about actual stars? Are you talking about ships that disguise as stars? Are you talking, you know, spacecraft? (laughs) What are you talking about with stars? They they talk about set the set stars, and then they talk about the craft that. To a lot of um, people, they will class them as shooting stars or moving stars, but a lot of those stars are craft. Okay. Um, because they move differently. You can't zigzag or flash or <laughs> you just. <laughs> yeah. A star is on an orbit, so does a satellite. When they move differently, up, down, round, it's, it's a craft, some sort of craft, whether it's. A military or whoever, it's a girl. Yeah. Um, and and she she'll she'll tell she'll say there's going to be something happening over here. So I, I I feel like she's communicating with the set stars, and then they tell her where. Yeah. So is that telepathy with anyway, stars or with the uh, a cosmic family? Yeah. And they're yeah. playing with her. What about yeah. Jet, who's 15 years old? Um, Jet is the giant. He's very fair. Um, he is the fisherman of the family, excellent fisherman. He was fishing when he was in nappies. He would cast rods out and people would uh, ask to cast as good as he would fishing. He's amazing. Wow. And... Um, he not only fishes with the rod, but he would go spearfishing as well. So uh, when he would spearfish, uh, he meets all encounters and sharks, a lot of sharks. And he's got names for the sharks, the local sharks in the area. And he, he can do their facial expressions. And he says that he has arguments with the sharks <laughs> because the shark wants his prey that he caught and Jet wants the prey that he caught because it took a lot of energy to swim out to that point. And so he comes in and tells me how he has arguments with sharks and I'm like, just give the fish to the shark. Please give the fish to the shark. But he says, no, they know what I, they know I'm not happy. They know to leave me alone. So what about Ginger who's 14 years old? Ginger's great. She is uh, the sewer in the family. She sews. She has her own uh, clothing label and she sews the most beautiful gowns and corsets. She loves that era. She just loves the all the, the fancy phrase and tulips and puff sleeves. She also sews fashion and she is electrical. She has electrical energy. She was born in an electrical storm. I was electrocuted, I think, five or eight times when I was pregnant with her. Uh, um, wow. I was electrocuted from the stove to PowerPoints um, to a meter box. Yeah, a lot. It was, it was a, it, you could not not notice it. Uh, we had, on her birth, we had I had to have all the light globes in the home that we were living at change to the new ones from us. We weren't allowed to have light globes from the previous owner. I have no idea what it meant. 
but she was not going to come out until the last light glowed that we forgot about in the um, closet. And it, you don't think of a light glow in the closet. And uh, the midwife said, what's, what's holding it up? What's holding it up? And I, I said, I don't. I know this is going to sound really weird, but it's a light globe in the closet. <laughs> as soon as Richard took it out, that gingers, gingers born. <laughs> wow! Yeah, because she wanted to be born into a, a darkness, or because it would have been dangerous for her to be born, or just the effect. Do you have any sense? I, I, again, everything has energy. She did not want that old light globe in, and and we had an electrical storm. Like, who yeah. has all? like uh, yeah the the midwife was like this is unbelievable I bet I bet how fascinating okay and let's move on to Jerry 13 years old Uh, Jerry is our gentle one she's the storyteller of the family she has the most profound words that come out of her mouth she's so calm she's uh, very angelic she was born like Jesus with a manger with all the animals around her. She's uh, when I the story with Jerry is that when I was pregnant, um, just towards the uh, uh, birthing of Jerry, I I got whooping cough and I had it for about a week. Then it went dormant for ten days to allow for the birth. Then Jerry came through, and so she had a few days being Jerry, and then we both had whooping cough. It came back. It, like, resurrected in us. And six weeks, I think it was, we had whooping cough. I would sit up with her for six weeks because I didn't want to lay her down. I knew that if we laid her down, she would have difficulty breathing, so I laid up with her for six weeks. She's never really been ill, though, since. She's probably one of our strongest children with illnesses. But, uh, yeah, that was quite an amazing story with Jerry. That's amazing. It stopped for those 10 days. That's 10 days went dormant, yeah. Pretty powerful. Okay, and Gidget at 12 years old? Gidget is uh, studies birds, and she's also a geologist. Uh, she is our meter child, so she she can feel energies. She, she'll predict things that are storms coming through. She uh, can feel it, um, and she you can see almost her energy dive down. And we know that something's coming, so we we kind of get prepared. <laughs> wow! Uh, yeah, she's she's uh, she's quite incredible. She speak she speaks with sirens underwater. And beautiful in the in the streams, the ocean, or anywhere. Uh, fresh or saltwater sirens, she has all of them. Um, she'll go under, and they present her with gifts, and they give her crystals. So she'll come up with these huge agates or um, uh, hematites or uh, pyrites. Uh, there's just so many. Uh, carnelian all these gifts and they give her gifts and then they ask her to do things for them so they ask her to do groundings or clearings yeah but they're all underwater they're underwater so is she able to breathe almost underwater does she have that ability to hold her breath a long time like part mermaid i i I think because they 
they they in up water a lot. They're capable to hold their breath probably a little bit longer than most children. But um, I think also because they're distracted under the water, they can be under there because they're entertained by these these beings under there. Does she hear the songs from the sirens? She hears their songs and their calls and their lights. Uh, she and she hears, sees their gifts. Um, and she she feels there if they're concerned about things, so they'll come up and tell me what has happened, and then we might have to go on and do a clearing or a grounding. That that is truly beautiful, truly yeah. beautiful. And uh, okay, so we have uh, one more genie, ten years old. Is she an actual genie? Yeah, she is. Yep, everyone in the family agrees. She's an entity. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, she's uh, probably the dominant one in the family. She, uh, she, she's a geologist with Gidget, and uh, she also hears the sirens. She can uh, move big animals around her, horses, and she's very good at moving them around her. Uh, she's also, um, very connected, super quick with beings and ghosts and, and, uh, ETs and crafts. She, she'll communicate with them very fast. She's really, really fast. Will be, um, the, the story that I want to present with Jeannie is how when we're in, with a lot of uh, 3D, so we're at a shopping centre or uh, walking through the street, she will see people shape-shift in front of her or disclose, show their their true true self and then put it back. Now, she will tell me or pull on my top to point and we can see them that by that stage they've turned. They know. They know that when we, yeah. they know that I know they all know because they if we're telepathic they're telepathic so absolutely yes and one of the things um is holographically uh they can put a display of being a human when they have another face and so Mm. they're letting her see that they're true right yeah so we see the being and the, we'll just see that, like, uh, in our peripheral f- vision, but she'll see the whole thing. Like, they, they're doing it for her acknowledgement. So then it brings me to the question, why are they doing it? So a little girl can see to show others not to be afraid. Yes. And that they're also here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, they're here. <laughs> they're here by the millions, you know. Mm-hmm. And so uh, that's that's beautiful. Well, thank you so much for sharing uh, all those magical stories and the abilities. I know we just touched the surface and I just have one quick question before we close is why I'm curious, why did you name the girls with names beginning with G and the boys with names beginning with J? Uh, We heard a French man say, Gemma Delon. And Richard and I fell in love with how he said it. So we asked, because we knew we were going to have Jack, so he would say Jacques Dillon. And so that was it. We were like, all of the kids have to have G's and J's. 
and they have to sound good French. <laughs> that is so great. That's the most normal answer. <laughs> it's a we great way to end. I was just assuming the G stands for small gods or something. Yeah. <laughs> lots of people lots of people say to us, uh, say hello to the G's and the J's. Um, yeah. So it's just we love we don't speak French, but uh, it just does. It sounds pretty. It's a beautiful sounding language. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Elsa, thank you so much for introducing your children to us and having them willing to uh, share confidential information so that people can learn and grow because you are all certainly examples of non-programmed full creator beings and all in one family is so extraordinary and fun. It's truly inspiring. And I take this as a sacred sharing gift of trust from your family. So um, please, before we close, share your contact information. And I understand that you are now doing one-on-one sessions, Zoom sessions. So talk about that a little bit. So uh, one-on-one Zoom session is with myself. And uh, I basically listen to the frequency of that person and then I, I let it unfold. I allow I, I allow and I accept what is about to present and I share it with them. And uh, hopefully that will assist and take them to their next path or, or make it find, find it easier, easier to, to manoeuvre, just manoeuvring through your day-to-day. Uh, understanding that they live, that they're, that they're, they're here for a reason. Everyone is here for a reason. Everyone's here for a reason. Mm. With that beautiful reminder, we will end and thank you so much for your generosity and for generosity of spirit, generosity of time, even though we let know that's not real. Folks, I appreciate you joining in, being curious about things that might be really on the edge of your belief system, but are inclusive of what you yourself are capable of. And by the way, it's important to note the Dylan family and I are currently putting their extraordinary historical and mysterious life story that spans across time and space, along with multiple extraterrestrial and star family drawings into several books and divination cards. So please note that all material in this Cosmic Brilliance miniseries, including the drawings, the title, and the unique subtitles for each ongoing part are now copyrighted as of September 25th, 2022. We thank you so much. And if you care to like and subscribe and click on notifications so you will not miss the next part. And join us in the unveiling of the mystery because it only gets better. (laughs) Until then, onwards and upwards. And thank you so much. Blessings. Blessings.